Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic is going to be nothing but fun, mind-blowing facts about Hong Kong. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to give you some fun facts about Sichuan cuisine. I uh, just want to give everyone a heads up that if you go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, this show does excellent on Amazon Music, and you search for Learn About World Cuisine, my fourth most downloaded episode is about Hong Kong, but that episode was the perspective of a world traveler. So that episode covers what it's like if you're a traveler to Hong Kong, and I had a world traveler on the show. This episode's going to be nothing but fun, mind-blowing facts about Hong Kong. So let's get started. Hong Kong. The population of Hong Kong. Hong Kong is over 7,600,000 people. Now, here is what is most confusing about Hong Kong, and, and this, this actually confused me a little bit. A lot of people think that Hong Kong is a country, and that is not true. Hong Kong is a city. Uh, it's actually made up of 263 islands. Uh, but Hong Kong now belongs to China. Uh, but they have... Uh, one country, but two separate governments. Okay, so I want to make that clear. So even though it's a part of China, uh, there are two different governments uh, for Hong Kong. But a lot of people think it's its own country. It's not. Hong Kong is a city. Uh, from 1842 to 1997, the British owned Hong Kong. It was a colony. And then... An, in 1997, that changed. It is a region of China, but has a separate governing and economic system than China. So basically, the way it is, I want to explain this up front. I know it's kind of boring, but I want to explain this up front. So basically, China and Hong Kong believe in the phrase, one country, but two systems. Hong Kong was founded in the year 1842 as a, British, as a British colony. So the British ran Hong Kong until 1997. And then Hong Kong became a part of China. But they believe in the phrase one country but two systems of government. So let's get into the funner stuff. Hong Kong is located on the southeastern tip of China. The official name of Hong Kong is the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. Hong Kong officially became the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region for the country of China in 1997 on July 1st. And that is when the whole territory was transferred from Britain to China. There are more Rolls Royces per person in Hong Kong than in any other place in the entire world. The entire Hong Kong population is urban. 
Hong Kong has the world's longest covered elevator. And as I mentioned earlier, Hong Kong is made up of over 263 islands. Although dim sum originated in southern China, it is one of the most popular foods in Hong Kong. As we mentioned in our fun facts about Asia, I have a whole show about the continent of Asia. And in that episode, you will learn that the number four is not lucky. It's considered bad luck in the Asian culture. So there are many buildings in Hong Kong that do not contain the number four. Kung Star Ferry has been running since the year 1880. So it's a ferry has been there since 1880. Since we're talking about Sichuan cuisine later, I will tell you now that in Hong Kong, pineapple buns are very popular. Hong Kong, if you're one of our world travelers and you're going to go to Hong Kong, keep in mind that Hong Kong is often hit with tropical storms throughout the year. And so they have made a large investment into their sewage system and drain pipes. The richest man in Hong Kong is worth $29.4 billion. Wow. Keep in mind, Hong Kong is not a country. It's basically a city, a a territory of uh, China. $29.4 billion to the richest man. 59 million passengers a day go through Hong Kong International Airport. And the airport is equivalent to the size of 20 soccer fields. The bronze Buddha statue located in Hong Kong is one of the largest seated statues of Buddha in the entire world. If you're a foodie, so if you're listening to the show for the food part, keep in mind that'll be at the end of the show. If you want to fast forward, uh, feel free to do so. But if you are a foodie listening to this show and you like to travel, Hong Kong is your spot. It has one of the highest number of restaurants per capita in the entire world. So Hong Kong is a fantastic place for foodies. The Peak Tram Railway in Hong Kong is the oldest tramway in the entire world. And tourists who try the railway often consider it one of the highlights of their trip to Hong Kong. The majority of the citizens in Hong Kong speak Cantonese. Around 90% of the locals in Hong Kong speak Cantonese. If you're a fan of rugby, Hong Kong hosts the yearly rugby tournament called the Hong Kong Sevens. In Hong Kong, if you have your first child is a male and your second child is a female, that is considered good luck. So if you're a young parent, and your first child is a male, and then you have a female, that is considered good luck. As we talked about earlier, Hong Kong is subject to a lot of tropical storms, and thus the climate is considered subtropical. If you're planning on traveling to Hong Kong, many tourists love the rural area 
because they have plenty of beautiful hiking trails and beaches. And the one thing we've already covered in this episode is Hong Kong is a great tourist destination. You have tons of restaurants. You've got beautiful beaches, and it's a great place to hike. The guy who discovered fiber optics and broadband lives in Hong Kong. He won the Nobel Prize for Physics in 2009 for this this world-changing discovery. The average IQ in Hong Kong is a a very impressive 105.7. And that makes the citizens of Hong Kong one of the highest IQs in the entire world. Hong Kong is also known as having the world's largest fleet of ferries. Okay? As I mentioned earlier, Hong Kong is made up of 263 different islands. That most of those islands are uninhabitable and unreachable. So most of the 263 islands that make up Hong Kong are uninhabitable and unreachable. So if you're going to plan a trip to Hong Kong, uh, keep in mind that it is filled with restaurants, filled with beautiful hiking trails, and they have beaches. So Hong Kong might be your spot. And to further attract my listeners to Hong Kong, the third Disneyland outside of the United States is located in Hong Kong. And it is the largest amusement park in all of Hong Kong. Hong Kong has a park called Ocean Park. And that was voted the best theme park in the world in the year 2012. So I'm not even 10 minutes into the show And I have given you several reasons to take a trip to Hong Kong. Some of the best kung fu movies featuring great actors such as Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee were produced in Hong Kong. And like I said, if you go to your favorite podcast platform and you search for Learn About World Cuisine, you can look on Spotify, iHeartRadio. This show does outstanding on Amazon Music, okay? This show does very well on Amazon Music. Or instruct your smart device to play Learn About World Cuisine. And I already have an episode of Hong Kong on the platform. And in that episode, you get details from a world traveler who has physically been to Hong Kong. And he teaches you a lot of tricks that you're going to need When you go to Hong Kong, that's already on the podcast platform. It's one of my uh, top four most downloaded shows. Because Hong Kong has one of the largest tourist attractions every year, in the 1990s, Hong Kong shifted to a service sector model. And since then, the amount of tourists have been going up every year. Uh, and it has some of the highest tourist amounts uh, in, in the world. So a lot of tourists go to Hong Kong. Hong Kong has won the title Best Business City in the Entire World four consecutive times. 
Hong Kong. Now, this this is fascinating. Now, hold on to your chairs, kids, because this is pretty interesting. Hong Kong has an unbelievable 79 billionaires. I said billion with a B, okay? And those billionaires, now keep in mind, Hong Kong is a, is a part of China. It's just a city. It's not a country. 79 billionaires live in Hong Kong, and they are worth over $335 billion, with a B, dollars. And that ranks Hong Kong as fourth in the world for the amount of billionaires in an area. Uh, couldn't believe it. And a lot of the reason that these guys made a lot of dough is because they shifted their focus to tourism in the 1990s. The first foreigner ever to enter Hong Kong was a guy named Jorge Alvarez. He was a Portuguese explorer, and he entered Hong Kong all the way back in the year 1521. Hong Kong is considered to have a free market economy. Hong Kong has done something very innovative. Okay, this is pretty smart. In Hong Kong, the plumbing system uses seawater instead of fresh water. And that is because fresh water is scarce in Hong Kong. So when you flush a toilet in Hong Kong, you're using seawater instead of using the scarce amount of fresh water. I think that's brilliant. That's great. Hong Kong does not... Oh, here's something fun. I knew we'd get to the fun stuff. Hong Kong does not have enough land to bury all of its people. It's just not big enough. So the cemeteries in Hong Kong only hold people for six years. Instead, the government... So if you go in, if you die and you're put in a cemetery in Hong Kong, you can only stay there for six years. Okay? So the government offers burials at sea or in gardens. But there's not enough room for people... Uh, to stay in a cemetery for longer than six years. If you are a hiker and you are going to Hong Kong, uh, the area that is most popular for hikers is Peak Circle Walk. And that has been named a favorite spot for tourists who go to Hong Kong and hike. 92% of the people... Whoa! 92% what of the people in Hong Kong are Chinese Filipinos Indonesian and Japanese cultures are just some of the other demographics that are living in Hong Kong but 92% are Chinese the uh here is something awesome this is great this makes me want to go to Hong Kong. The average life expectancy for a woman living in Hong Kong is an unbelievable 87 years old. What? Yes, you heard me correct. 
The average life expectancy for a woman in Hong Kong is an astonishing 87 years old. And the life expectancy average for a male is also astonishing. It's 81. And that is the average life expectancy. And people attribute this to Hong Kong having low smoking rates. And it generally has a healthy eating lifestyle. Uh, that is what they attribute to the long life in Hong Kong. So Hong Kong has a very low amount of smokers. And if you do smoke, there are only certain areas where you're allowed to do so. And that is how they designed, uh, they designed certain areas for the people that smoke. Hong Kong is made up of many different religions. Yeah, if you're hearing that bang, that's me. I dropped my phone on my microphone. <laughs> but there is no religion. Uh, Hong Kong is made up of many religions. There are very few people in Hong Kong who do not observe a religion at all. Okay, so I'm going to make that clear. So there are many religions that are practiced in Hong Kong, but there are very few people who don't have any religion in Hong Kong. Here's a fun fact. Car ownership rates in Hong Kong are very low. And there are only 48 people for every 1,000 that drive cars in Hong Kong. That's incredibly low. Uh, So it's easy to get a vehicle at a low price in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is a very high-tech and advanced when it comes to telecommunications. It is a very sophisticated city, and it makes it easy for local and international telecommunications. A lot of people do worry about that when they travel. Uh, You know, is my cell phone going to work or whatever? Uh, Hong Kong has you covered. Hong Kong practices a limited democracy. And it observes English common law. Now, here's an interesting thing. 24 of the 60 incumbent legislators in Hong Kong are appointed. So there are a lot of people in Hong Kong saying, hey, man, I should be able to vote for everybody in office. You should not be able to appoint 24, uh, half of the people that are eligible for office. So, like I said, it's a part of China. China is very communist. And 24 of the 60 legislators in Hong Kong are appointed. And there are people in Hong Kong saying, hey, I should be able to vote for all 60 of those people. But 24 are appointed. Hong Kong is the 33rd largest exporter in the entire world. And the main export is... In Hong, from Hong Kong is electronics. Hong Kong largely depends on imports. Oh, I, I got something fun for you in a minute. Uh, the economy of Hong Kong greatly depends upon imports. And the three biggest partners in that field are Japan, China, and I was very surprised... Our very good friends, we had a good week in Singapore a couple weeks ago. Uh, so Japan, China, and Singapore 
are the main countries that import into Hong Kong. And Singapore is going to come up a few more times before this episode ends in regards to the economy. The world's largest double-decker tram system can be found in Hong Kong. Cheryl Museums in Hong Kong. Oh, <laughs> that's voice to text. I write the show voice to text, and that's a <laughs> that is a voice to text mistake. Several museums in Hong Kong have decided not to charge admission on Wednesdays. So if you're planning to visit Hong Kong and you would like to visit the great museums that they have in Hong Kong, plan to go on a Wednesday. A lot of them do not charge a fee on Wednesdays. If you're planning on where to take a vacation, and I hope this episode inspires you, Hong Kong is your spot. Shopping attractions are very popular in Hong Kong. You can get everything from a luxury item all the way down to a cheap item in Hong Kong. Over 170 countries are allowed to enter the city of Hong Kong without a visa. That's That's a lot. It's one of the most relaxed visa policies in the entire world. As long as you have a passport, you're fine. And Hong Kong will allow people to stay for as long as six months. That's, that's a lot. All right. Now, if you're listening to the show to get to the food part, at the end of the show, I'll get to the food. I have a lot of interesting things about Szechuan cuisine today. Uh, if you go to your favorite podcast platform and you search for Learn About World Cuisine, I have done five shows about Asian cuisine. So I said, today, let's do a, a part of Chinese cuisine. Let's cover Szechuan. So we're going to cover Szechuan. But if you go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, I've already done five episodes as far as Asian cuisine. Today I decided uh, to mix it up and give you a Szechuan cuisine. So the reason I'm saying that is we're going to get into a little bit of the food right now. The cheapest Michelin-starred restaurant in the entire world is located in Hong Kong. And the restaurant specializes in dim sum. Uh, But it is a Michelin-starred restaurant located in Hong Kong that you can eat at a very affordable price. It's probably cheaper... For you to eat at a Michelin star restaurant in Hong Kong. Now, keep in mind, if you're not familiar, Michelin star is one of the most prestigious things that a restaurant can earn. It, it is pretty much getting into the Hall of Fame. So it is probably cheaper to eat at a Michelin star restaurant in Hong Kong than it is to buy groceries. Now, check this stat out. The average price of groceries in Hong Kong will cost you thirty a whopping 31% more than the groceries bought in an American city such as New York. 31% more. Uh, that's kind of high. And that is because, as we said earlier, uh, 
most of the products in Hong Kong are imported. And according to a lot of the research I've done about Hong Kong, uh, many tourists who visit Hong Kong say that the cost at the supermarket is noticeably high. Like it's not something that they kind of, you just, you might notice it or not. It's noticeable. And keep in mind, that's because all of the stuff in Hong Kong is imported. And that makes the cost at the supermarket go up. And according to tourists that I read, it's it's noticeable. It's a significant price increase. It's not something that you just barely notice. In the 1990s, as I said, Hong Kong shifted to a service sector economy. And now in the year 2023, the service sector in Hong Kong is responsible for a whopping 92.7% of the economic output in Hong Kong. All right. And I think I've said it enough. If you go to the beginning of the program, I clearly explained that Hong Kong is not a country. I explained exactly what Hong Kong is. It's a city. The name Hong Kong translates to mean fragrant harbor. Hong Kong is a city that has the highest number of skyscrapers in the entire world. Hong Kong University ranks third best in all of Asia. That's impressive. If you go to your podcast platform, look up my Asia episode. I did an episode about the entire continent of Asia. That's pretty impressive. The predominant cuisine in Hong Kong is Cantonese cuisine. Fast food noodle shops are very popular in Hong Kong. And they are basically places that you can go to get a very cheap bowl of noodles. Now, here's a fun fact. People in Hong Kong believe that eating your noodles on your birthday. So if you eat noodles on your birthday, it's going to give you a long, happy life. That's what the citizens of Hong Kong believe. The water temperature in the ocean of Hong Kong is always pretty warm. Even in the wintertime, it stays at 64 degrees. The Hong Kong dollar is the eighth most traded currency in the entire world. The national dish of Hong Kong is sweet and sour pork. And as I mentioned earlier, the two most popular residents who reside there currently, of, oh, well, not Bruce Lee, but of Hong Kong are Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee once lived in Hong Kong. Our last few episodes have been long. I got in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble. I had feedback from people saying that an hour is just too long. I, I agree. Our last few episodes have been like 55 minutes. That's way too long. So let's go through the Szechuan cuisine. Szechuan cuisine is a style of Chinese cuisine originated from the Szechuan province. So if you're asking yourself at home, what is Szechuan cuisine? Szechuan cuisine is a type of Chinese cuisine 
but it originates in the Sichuan province. And it is known for the variety of seasonings and bold flavors. So basically, if you talk to anyone who is not a culinary export, expert, uh, basically, Szechuan cuisine is known for being hot and spicy. Uh, but it also has sweet and sour flavors. Uh, a good example of Szechuan cuisine would be Kung Pao chicken. So if you've ever gone... If you're not a culinary expert and you've gone to a uh, Chinese restaurant and you've ordered Kung Pao chicken, that is technically a Szechuan dish. Szechuan pepper is the main ingredient in Szechuan cuisine. Fast frying is often used when you're cooking Szechuan cuisine. I just like saying Szechuan cuisine. I think that's pretty fun. Szechuan, Szechuan cuisine is composed of seven basic flavors. And those flavors are sweet, sour, numbing spice. Keep that in mind. Numbing spice because it gets hot. Uh, bitter, fragrant, and salty. Beef is somewhat more common in Szechuan cuisine than other Chinese varieties of cuisine. It also uses a lot of organs, and it's a cuisine such as... All right, a lot of organs are used in Szechuan cuisine. Head, tongue, skin, and liver are often used in Szechuan cuisine. Uh, the cuisine of the Szechuan province, which is Szechuan cuisine, uh, uses a lot of rabbit, uh, which is kind of different from uh, the other types of Chinese cuisine. It is estimated that the Sichuan province consumes 70% of the Chinese consumption of rabbits. Please do not tell Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Pickling and salting is also a very common thing when in Sichuan cuisine. And now we cannot discuss Sichuan cuisine. I know I have the chefs out there. I heard from a couple of you chefs. I did... Uh, Keep it coming. Just contact me on phillyrestaurantreviews.com. And I have heard back feedback from our chefs, our listeners, the great chefs who listen to this show. So I want to make sure I mention this. You cannot discuss Szechuan cuisine without talking about the famous Szechuan pepper. It is a very intense pepper and has a citrus-like flavor. And it gives you a tingling, numbing sensation in your mouth. So it would be, it, I would, I would get, be getting feedback from the chefs that listen to the show if I did not mention Szechuan pepper. Uh, keep in mind, if you have a comment about the show, just go to my website, phillyrestaurantreviewswithans.com. The most famous Chinese hot pot is the Szechuan hot pot. Stir-frying is also very popular when it comes to Szechuan cuisine. So you're probably asking yourself, how do I know if I have ever eaten Szechuan cuisine at my regular Chinese restaurant? So I'm going to name a few items that you may have ordered at your Chinese restaurant that would be considered Szechuan cuisine. The first item is bonbon chicken. 
The second item, if you have ordered this at your favorite Chinese restaurant, this is technically Szechuan cuisine. Dan Dan noodles. And Dan Dan noodles are extremely popular in a lot of Chinese restaurants these days. And there are actually Chinese restaurants that specialize in Dan Dan noodles. All right. As I mentioned earlier, Kung Pao chicken, which is extremely popular, is considered Szechuan cuisine. Stir-fried green beans is another dish that I get at my favorite Chinese restaurant. Uh, that is considered Szechuan. Uh, steamed sweet and sour pork with sticky rice. These are all the more popular items that are considered Szechuan cuisine. Uh, Szechuan cuisine, as I mentioned, is basically Chinese, uh, a part of Chinese cuisine from the province of Szechuan. Uh, usually it's hotter than regular Chinese food, especially when they use the Szechuan peppercorns. Sichuan cuisine is one of the most popular, and some say the most popular, of the eight different varieties of Chinese cuisine. Uh, once again, I've received complaints that my last few episodes are just too long. <laughs> one, of the, <laughs> one of the people sent it back to me saying, Kevin, really? You want me to sit here for 55 minutes? So if you go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio. This show does excellent on Amazon Music. Most of my shows are 30 to 40 minutes long. And that's because I do everything by myself. I do everything from my living room. So I have no time constraints. I can go 20 minutes or I can go two hours. Okay. Uh, so if you go to your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, just search for Learn About World Cuisine, and I promise you, most of my shows are 30 to 40 minutes long, and that will allow you to download a whole bunch of episodes, okay? I even have episodes on the platform that are only 20 minutes long, so check me out. Go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio. This show does excellent on Amazon Music, or tell your smart player to play the show. Say, hey, beep, play Learn About World Cuisine podcast, and it'll play it for you. Your smart device will play it. So as always, if it's Thursday morning, it's time for you to check your favorite podcast platform for a brand new episode of Learn About World Cuisine. I will talk to everyone next Thursday.